Welcome to the Today in Space podcast. It is brought to you by AG3D Printing, a 3D printing service where we help bring your ideas to reality. So whether it's a prototype, a school project, a really cool gift, or anything else um, that you need to get made, uh, we can help you start with that. Um, especially with ideas. If you've got an idea that you want to bring to life, that you've always thought, man, I, I really want to try this and see if it's real. You know, uh, there's no, the, the cost to actually bring an idea to reality, pardon the pun, it's not that expensive if you want to go for it. It's a pretty good test. You know, you're not going to waste $10,000 on buying a mold and then finding out nobody wants the product. You know, you can actually test that out for not a lot of money. So come check us out, AG3D Printing at ag3d-printing.com and on Instagram at AG3D Printing. Um, and if you want to help uh, support the podcast, please use our Amazon link to do your shopping, whether it was uh, Black Friday, uh, if you're listening to this today, Cyber Monday deals, uh, anything, it costs you nothing and Amazon sends us a little bit back for sending you there. So, uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving and let's start the show. I'm so happy to be back. What's happening, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the show. It's uh, the Monday after Thanksgiving, Cyber Monday. Uh, at least there's no goddamn lines or traffic. Um, <laughs> man, uh, Black Friday is just a weird, weird thing. I avoid it like the plague. But I had a great weekend. Uh, I really did. I was up in Maine. Uh, it was uh, just a lot of fun. Just good people hanging out, bunch of ideas, getting thrown around, some bullshitting, you know, calling people out, all in good fun, you know, it was just good, it was good, it was very East Coast, It's very East Coast, and I loved it, I had a great time, ate so much food, probably gained at least five, five pounds, but I'm happy, which is really all that matters, <laughs> but it was really good, and it was definitely interesting because if you know if you listen to last episode, if you've seen the the post online, uh, this is my first official day week of being self-employed. I gave my two weeks last third uh, last well, I, at the end of my two weeks was last Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. It's my last day, and it uh, it began then. But then I went uh, to Maine pretty much up until last night. So, uh, to some people might, that might give them anxiety and I'm not going to lie. Had this been even like three months ago, that would have given me anxiety. Uh, you know, no, I did have anxiety about it. Let's, let's, let's actually look at what happened in the past. I'm talking about now in the past before I was a little bit anxious about it because like all I wanted to do, all I've been wanting to do for a while is to do this is to do uh, you know, my 3D printing business and whatever side work I have to do to pay my bills, but not only pay my bills, because that's what was making me depressed. It was doing what I love to do, which is solving problems, working with 3D printers, uh, doing engineering, being an engineer and solving problems, you know, and then doing the show, you know, so I've been chomping at the bit. I've been wanting to fucking get into this so quickly, but I had to sit back and say, all right, but that hasn't been working for me. Like I haven't been my best when I do that. Like that's one good thing I learned about college. I learned in college is the, the power of the grind, you know, being able to, uh, I shouldn't say the grind. I should say the, um, the power of the cram, you know, being able to do a lot of work in not as much time as you need 
and, and trying to pack in as much as possible. And I mean, that makes sense when you have a semester-long class in seven weeks. That's good. It's a good to know your abilities and know that you can do that. But it's not sustainable. So, you know, and I'm st- I still do it, but I've been getting better at it. You know, it's, it's just a healthier lifestyle and you're more efficient, you know, because then you get to rest. You're not constantly thinking about what's going on. And, and that's what kind of led me to this new way of doing things, you know, getting prepared for this and being serious about taking this seriously. I like, I, I, you know, this, this is a business now, this is real. I'm finally doing it. And one of the things that, that I, I learned a little while ago and I've been sticking to it because it, it really helps a lot is being in the moment for everything that I'm doing, every single thing that I'm doing, be in the moment of that. And I'm not perfect at it. I fall out of it, but I catch myself, which is the most important thing. I catch myself getting out of that. I'm like, no, 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 just focus on one thing. You know, that's, that's what I'm good at. I'm good at focusing on one thing. I, I, I really good at that. And when I fractal myself out and have all these different things going on and while I'm doing something, I'm thinking about the next thing that I'm doing. All that's doing is creating stress. It's just making me uh, not as good because if you look at the science of stress, which I'm no not an expert, but I've had someone tell me about it who is, it's, you know, when you're stressed, you, you remove, like, you're, there's not as much blood going to your brain, you know? And that can't be good. Like, you, are, you can't be at your most efficient if you have less blood flow going on. The blood flow is everything. So trying to get myself into a space where I'm not stressed out and in every moment that I'm doing something, I'm focusing on what I'm doing and not what the future is or what happened earlier. You know, the future in the past, it's just live in the now. So that was huge. And that's what I told myself this weekend was, look, you're starting full time. It's not, it's not the, you know, you got to go to work grind. Uh, you got to wake up at 5 a.m. to get to work to then leave by 5 p.m. to get home at 6 something, you know, 7 with the way traffic's been, exhausted, come home and then fit in, you know, all these things that require so much attention in two to three hours, four hours, and then go to bed and start all over again. So it was a losing battle. So I was just like, okay, that, that's not what my life is anymore. I don't have to approach things like that. You know, I'm going to enjoy myself this weekend. I brought my notebooks. I brought my notebooks with me and I found a half an hour almost every day where everyone was kind of doing their own thing. And I snuck away, put my headphones on and was just in the moment. And I focused on uh, things for the podcast, uh, ideas, uh, things for the 3D printing business, for AG3D, uh, product ideas, you know, th- solving problems, you know, trying to come up with ideas that solve problems that I have and hopefully other people have, and coming up with ideas for where to take AG3D, where else can we go with it, and it was it was incredible. I, I haven't felt that uh, at ease, but also just feeling good about where I am. I really think, you know, I, I, I fell in love with the idea of frame of reference being everything in college, you know, living in an engineering community, which is essentially what that college was. It's, you're always around, you know, people who are striving or working toward having the same mindset as you. So I, after being around all those people, I I had this and, and learning all the engineering and the, the theory behind equations and, and, and calculus and different ideas in physics and things like that. What it came apparently clear with a lot of these really theoretical questions is it's all about your frame of reference. As long as you state, you know, even experimental, when I was doing my time in R and D, uh, down in Connecticut, you know, I was always thinking about the frame of reference. And as long as you 
state your frame of reference, state all the conditions that are available, and say that under these conditions, this is what happened, you're not wrong. And in fact, you're providing a better understanding of what happened. So, you know, frame of reference is everything. And I think that really came through with this weekend and this new mindset, which I'm going to try and make part of my discipline. You know, I I will make it part of my discipline is being more in the moment and and, and paying full attention to one thing and not 25% on 20 things. You know, I know that doesn't add up, but uh, I'm not sure the brain, uh, just like a computer, you can allocate. Well, okay. All right. So my math is wrong. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> so anyways, anyways, what I'm trying to say is you being more efficient and, and being happier at the same time and less stressful, less stressed. Um, because life, you're going to be dealing with stress the whole time. So the better you can manage it, the better you're going to be. I feel better as a person, uh, <laughs> physically and mentally when there's less stress, uh, or there's manageable stress. So the big lessons from this weekend and, you know, to follow up Thanksgiving, what am I thankful for? You know, I'm really thankful for all the people who reached out and said, congratulations, and really had like no doubt that this is what I should be doing. You know, just, just having like, I shouldn't say no doubt, but believing that, yeah, man, go for it, do it. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I had a lot of those this this week and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for all of you. I, I can't, I don't even know where to start, but it's, I, I know had that, you know, it's, it's a different mindset. If, if I was 23 year old me, when I first started doing podcasts, uh, I don't think I would have gotten that response. And after thinking about it for the weekend, you know, since it happened and really since I decided to make the decision, I think the difference is that I finally believe in myself enough to do it. And because of that, people believe in me. And it's not just that they've always believed in me, but now that they know I'm serious and that I believe in myself, they're ready to come along for the ride. They're ready to say, Hey man, do it. I can't wait to see what happens. And I'm grateful for that. I really am. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten to this place without a lot of really, uh, important people who love and are looking out for me. And even with that, it, if I hadn't listened, I'm, I'm grateful. I, I decided to, uh, stop being as stubborn and cause I'm still very stubborn, but I'm glad that I finally looked around and said, okay, what I'm doing is not working. Let me try. I have to try something else. And then I went out searching for knowledge, asking around people that seem successful to me. I want to know, how did you get there? What did you do? What do you do on a daily basis? And that's been a journey since I got into podcasting, really, that I've been going on. So that's probably, damn, four or five years now. Wow, that's weird to think about. Yeah, it's, I guess you can call it personal development. But it's all the culmination to to this. And now, because I've put that work in and I've been working on it, it doesn't, it, you know, it's not this, like, big, like, crazy thing where it's like, now it's like, oh, my God, you know, oh, I don't, you know, I just left my job, blah, blah, blah. If, if I wasn't, if I didn't believe in myself to do this, I would have been second-guessing myself at 23 trying to do this. I would have, uh, I would have freaked out. Um, would have made the decision and then been like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And that would have been bad. That would not have worked out well. So, um, and, and the first day, I mean, there's going to be plenty more. There's going to be challenges. But the first day here, I can't tell you how great it felt to get up and start working on my 3D printer and, and testing out a design for somebody and uh, got a quote in and just having these moments where I, when I, once I was in and I was working and I, I was feeling motivated and, 
and excited that I was doing, the ideas started coming. And I had my sticky notes next to me and my notebooks. And as soon as I had a good idea, put my thing down and went right to my idea because I knew I'd lose it if I didn't do it then. And that like steam piled into more ideas. And, and, uh, it just gave me all this push for today. And that's what I'm going to try and do. It's that momentum we've talked about, you know, in the show. That's what it's all about. Starting off small and getting that momentum going and then riding it, riding it. And then when it goes down, pick it back up. So an amazing first day and, and an amazing weekend of just enjoying myself and a new mindset. And I'm fucking ready to go. So I hope uh, you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. I hope I hope if you were trying to avoid politics and it came up, you were okay. <laughs> I, f- I found it really funny because I... I uh, I pay attention to what I want to pay attention to, but I also know that my focus is on my my business and my podcast and my family. So unless it's something I need to get up and do and be a part of and it's a big deal, then that's what I'm focused on. So hearing everybody get really hot and bothered about things was really hilarious. And I'm the kind of person that likes to... Uh, uh, like muddy the waters, like get in there, introduce a new idea, like watch everybody, if it if it's a good idea, <laughs> which sometimes it's not, and people look at me and I'm like, God damn it, I that was not a good idea, <laughs> and I'll laugh it off, and people call me stupid, and that's good, that's what the East Coast is about, uh, keeps you in check, but it was fun to watch that, and then, you know, get people all riled up about something else and walk away. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed that a lot. So, uh, there was a few moments this weekend where I, I, ser- I truly was enjoying the moment. <laughs> but it was all it was all in good fun. There was no call. You know, I'm not here to call people names. I, I'm I'm here to get us thinking about other things. That's what I hope the show is doing. That's what you know. AG3D Printing's Instagram is about. It's about showing, you know, that one's about showing people what's possible with 3D printing and trying to give this wide variety of, of, of ideas and thoughts and ways that you could use it because that's the biggest difficulty 3D printing has is it's, it's very technical. It's a brand new way of thinking. And, uh, you know, the people who are in it Anyone who's really involved in in one thing, once they become like an expert in something or even like an intermediate, someone like a semi-professional, like you start forgetting the little things that you that you didn't know before. And some things become second nature and and you kind of move farther and farther away from being able to explain to someone new what's possible. So from the beginning, what I'm trying to do is make sure that those little things from the beginning, those little ideas that will get you jump-started, get your momentum going on thinking about what 3D printing can do for you. That's what I'm trying to do with anything that we're going to put online for AG3D, whether it's the blog posts or Instagram or YouTube videos in the future. That's what we're trying to do is, is educate but have fun with it and get you excited about it. So, and that's also what today in space is going to be. You know, my, my, the, the focus is now on the, the mission and the mission with uh, today in space is spreading love and spreading science. And that's all sciences, you know, because the space industry where its potential is, is everything. So every career position thing that we have on earth there, I would be hard pressed to find one that would not translate to space. So space is not just about astrophysics or particle physics or string theory or aliens. It's also about human beings living in space and, and, and being in space, being a space-faring species. So we're going to have, we're going to talk about science and technology from every angle, and not only science and technology, but the people in it. And, 
you know, we're going to talk about humanity. I mean, you, you know how it is here. I'll go on rants on stuff from time to time that I feel are important. And if I think it's a humanitarian cause, even if it's we have to dive into political stuff, and, and we will eventually when we talk about um, different, uh, you know, funding issues or things that are hitting the media like climate change and, and other topics like that, we will cover those. And if you want something covered or you found something online that you want talked about or dug into more, please reach out to me at Twitter or on uh, through email, todayinspacepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to dive into that stuff for you guys. So so what I'm trying to do is bring you guys uh, a, a great, uh, as good a show as I can bring every week, a fantastic show. What am I talking about? And to also bring a conversation to all things science. We're going to have uh, interviews. More interviews are going to come. You know, we, we've tested a few here in the future, but they've been great. And I'm going to get more of my friends on from all different fields. And we're going to meet new people too. So um, there's going to be a lot going on here. And I'm very excited to finally be able to have my full focus on it. And I'm very happy for all of you that have stuck through. And, you know, through the, the good and the bad shows, uh, um, or the rough shows, and the shows where I say um too much, thank you. So, this week, uh, I had a, I've had a few thoughts for the last few weeks that I haven't gotten to on the show. So, uh, this, is gonna, this show is going to be a lot more, uh, well, as you can tell, we're 22 minutes in, and I've talked about a lot of different things. So, there's a few things that have come online, a few ideas that I've been touching with that we're going to dive into a lot more in the future. They're going to they're going to come back repeatedly, but I want to get us started on them because I think they're really important. I feel like they're going to be very important coming here in the future. And I really do believe the future right now is it's all it always has been, but it's all dependent on us, you and I. You know, we're the ones that can help change the future or make the path of the future different. There's no, nobody else is going to do it for you. We need to do it ourselves. So, you know, our today in space community, you know, let's go after this stuff. Let's, let's dive deeper into these ideas and, and shake them out, you know, figure out what's really there and question it and think about it and be a part of it. You know, uh, please, uh, if, if you like what I'm doing, I would love, you know, just subscribe, you know, and, and share the word, you know, if, you know, you think something should be corrected or, you know, whatever you think might make it better. Uh, Listen, I love constructive criticism. So please, you know, if you have any ideas, I would love to hear them, you know, whether that's through the email today in space at gmail.com, Twitter at El Greco, E-L-G-R-3-C-O, or the Facebook page, please would love to hear back from you guys and see what you like, what you don't like. And I want this to be the show for everybody, science for everyone. So lots coming up this week. Let's dive into some thoughts from an engineer from this past few weeks. Okay, so my first thought, which has been floating around for a while and I think I've come to a new place with it in the last few weeks is, you know, different topics that really do have a, a good for us, you know, have, have a, a good end game for us. Like, like for instance, like the argument for, for space travel, you know, that it always comes back to, you know, well, why should we fund it? You know, what is it really doing? And you're like, we're trying to save the human race, you asshole. What do you mean, what are we spending money on? We're trying to make sure we don't fucking end up like the dinosaurs, goddammit. And what's better than being able to say that you went to another fucking planet? That we don't have to just live on one planet. We can get into a fucking spaceship and go into space. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't talk to someone like that. (laughs) You know? Like in regular conversation... What are you going to call them? You know, asshole, dumbass, idiot, stupid. You know, name calling and that shit is not going to create the right response you're looking for. You know, the, the response you're looking for is everybody coming together to the idea that 
it is important for us to go to space because it's important for the species. It's, it's, it's important for the species for a lot of reasons, not only survival, but for the drive of the species, you know, uh, what the space race did, what going to the moon did and, and humans setting foot on the moon did was it created this, this possibility in, in everybody that saw that happen. How many people who work at NASA or work in any aerospace industry and people who lived during that time, they all talk about that with wide eyes and a little glow in their eyes, you know, uh, like, like it was something that was special. We need to do grand and glorious things. That's what the human race is supposed to do. You know, and, and why shouldn't we reach for that? But how do you get, you know, how do you, so the, the paradox is, well, we got there because we were worried, you know, it was a military thing. It was, it was a national defense issue. It was another country was doing it too. You know, these interballistic missiles were originally used to bomb people, uh, other human beings from across the planet. That's where the technology came from. And now it's being used to send things into orbit so, they could, so that they can orbit around you and so high that you can't even see them. And they can look at you from the whole time. Or, which was really the scare, was that they could drop a bomb anywhere on the planet and not even be near you. That blew up the scope of what was possible. And out of it came this incredible, incredible thing that really was one of the reasons we got to a good place, a better place on the planet Earth with international relations and things like that. It, it became an act for humankind and not just a country. You know, they took something that was an off, you know, that seemed like it was an awful, terrible thing that had grand ideas, you know, of going into space, but it was used for, for killing people. And then it became this grand adventure for the entire race, regardless of what country you're under, what flags you fly, what banner you're under, what color you are. It didn't matter. It was about all of us achieving this at the same time. And how do you get back there when the momentum's dried up and people start questioning why we're funding this anymore and wonder if the moon landing even happened? You know, like believing that the earth is flat. Like, how do we go against all those things and, and create the movement that we're looking for? which has the, the same ideas, you know, this, this future of exploration. Now it has different tones of, you know, well, we've had catastrophic incidents before, like the dinosaurs. Could we actually be smart enough to defend ourselves? Could we actually be able to have a technology that makes that part of whatever you would call destiny a race? Could we do it and potentially allow the history of where the planet goes and the species goes to change forever. Do we go to another planet? Do we go to the red planet Mars that used to be lush and green like we, like ours used to be, you know, and now it's a barren wasteland, really uh, a foreshadowing of what could happen to us, what will happen to us eventually. Do we find a way to send humans there to then colonize it, to then, for the first time, create an entire ecosystem from scratch, our own design, and be able to advance it quicker than nature originally intended it to, but hopefully find through that ways to save our own planet, to be able to, to keep climate uh, efficient so that human beings live there uh, with, you know, to keep it at the right level of carbon. You know, the right, the perfect recipe, you know what I mean? The perfect recipe of atmosphere that makes sure that we have the best weather, the most stable weather. And it's not about controlling. It's about giving, it's about allowing the system that's already in place, Earth, 
uh, and, and the atmospheric system and the entire nature to just run without needing to degrade itself and then fall down that path. Just stay in a stable place. Like, doesn't that seem important? But we get stuck going through these different ideas and trying to figure out, okay, well, it didn't work. What do I have to do again? And it's like what I think Einstein said, which is the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again and expecting the same result. And expecting a different result. You know, like walking into a wall and you keep hurting yourself until someone finally says, hey, stupid, why don't you walk around the wall? Or you say it to yourself finally. And I think that's where climate change has gone. I think climate change has become this, I've said it a few times, that it's, it's become this emotional argument. You can't even discuss new ideas anymore, whether you're on the side that believes that global warming is real and climate change is real and that we should find a way to get rid of the excess carbon and filter it out or change to a completely new system that uses less. But either way, we need both. Or you're of the mindset that this really is just you know, natural, it happens. Um, but you think that there's really nothing that can be done. And that's fine. You can have those views, either one of them. But you should be open to the possibility that you're wrong or that you haven't thought of something. More importantly, be open to new ideas. So that's my take on it is that that's where people are really coming from. We should not be, like I've seen this from even the scientific community about climate change and global warming. They are very, very, the ones that are really rah, 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 they don't want to listen to different facts. They kind of just ignore them because they don't fit the view. Or a new idea that changes the way of the thinking which is an article that I find that I want to talk about that kind of changes that whole idea. Like, let's take a different approach to this. Same, same outcome, different approach. And they have a hard time with that. And then on the other side, the people that don't believe it at all don't want to believe that we can do anything about it or that we should do anything about it. I mean, at the very least, I mean, wouldn't it be good to make sure that our air is as clean as it can be and if it's possible to make it so that the earth doesn't warm up and we get to have weather in places and we and we can minimize uh uh tornadoes and extreme weather you know wouldn't that be good wouldn't you want to invest in that kind of technology and I think if you if you talk to someone like a regular person and you didn't come at them saying you're an idiot, you're stupid for thinking that. Why are you such a dumbass? Uh, oh, that's what you believe in? Or oh, you're gonna you're a denier? You're gonna deny this? Like that's not helping anybody. You're a fucking child. You're acting like a child with the tantrum. And for me, it, it, you sound like an addict. You sound like someone who's had too much fucking candy and you're trying to take it away and you start freaking out. You know, it's okay. It's all right. Like, figure out why they think that. Don't just call them a, an idiot or a dumbass. And, and it, it's accentuated by the internet because you can have that childish remark without the repercussions of seeing what that person's going to react to. If it's on if it's on the East Coast, they might threaten to kick your ass, or they might actually kick your ass. So you're not going to say that much crazy shit <coughs> to someone who's being real and and call names like that. You you might actually want to find out why they think that, and then maybe you might learn something. So that's that's what this whole thing and, and, and really what I, I'm trying to hope bring the message home is that 
you know, what we need to do a better job of is treating ideas like ideas. Like, just because you have an idea doesn't, like, you shouldn't hold them to that. Like, people change their minds, and there are different ideas out there, and you should be open to it, because you know what? They might be right, and you might be wrong. In fact, you you probably are wrong. So find out why you would be right. That's how I think about it. You know, keep searching, keep looking for different ways to challenge what you think or what you believe. And if you can't do that, then you don't really believe it. Right? Because isn't that, isn't that what belief is supposed to be? It's supposed to be so strong that you just believe and there's got to be a reason you believe, right? You're not just going to blindly follow something. You must have seen it through. You know, it, it, this is a tried and true belief. It's done me well, right? So if you can't allow your belief to be challenged, whatever it might be, whether it's an ideology, whether it's uh, you think we should be saving uh, the climate from utter destruction, or if you're in my boat, if you think that we should be worrying about uh, an asteroid that could be coming or a comet because apparently I found this out comets can do just as much damage and in fact they may have been responsible for some of the for the last cataclysmic event 12,000 or so years ago that like wiped out a whole bunch of people the whole the oceans rose like way more than they should have by a large margin and there's like scars on the planet from where this giant water mass uh, floods tsunamis floods so so much that glaciers were like uh uh dirt and sand and rubble going through that's how massive these waters were and i want to help make sure that we can defend ourselves from it so we can prevent billions of people from dying we need to approach it with the right way right we and and we need to be able to challenge it to make sure either that we're really as crazy as we think we are or if we're right you need to challenge it you can't just sit around and say yeah we're right yeah that was right that's not going to get you anywhere so moral of that thought (laughs) is to stay curious and question everything and going back to the climate change argument and 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 the way that i really think uh, is a good way to think about it it's an article from, let me pull it up here. So it's an article from Scientific American, which has had some really great articles and that, that are really uh, what I feel uh, doing a good job of, you know, not picking a side and, and looking at just information, interesting information, interesting ways that things are going and addressing them. Um, and so this one is called New View, Carbon is Not the Enemy. Uh, it's by Mark Fischetti. Uh, it was written on November 14th, 2016. And its architect, William McDonough, says the world should exploit carbon as an asset, not demonize it as a liability. And it's a very interesting article. Please go, out, go, go and read it. Um, it's well worth it. And it, it's, it's great to hear a positive spin on things because – you know, when when the organization, the Global Warming Organization, I, I apologize, I don't know the name, but I, I, I know what they've said is that basically that global warming, the point we're at with uh, the carbon in the atmosphere, it's irreversible. And as a scientific community, there should never be an irreversible. There should be a uh, – this isn't like fusion. That's like saying fusion is – Impossible. No, fusion is not impossible, but it's going to take us 40 to 60 years to get there. That's a scientific outlook on a problem, right? Or a solution, right? To say that there's no solution is giving up. It's, it's saying, oh, nope, sorry, this one's too hard. Fuck that. So I love this view that we should use carbon as an asset. And and they, they it goes really in depth into different things like the way cities should be uh, developed and the way carbon goes through because it, it it rightly shows that you know carbon we do use carbon in everyday life whether it's you know things like diamonds or um, in our our plastics they're in our polymer chains they're you know carbon's a very good 
element to to bond with. So it does some very incredible things. Graphite, which in you know the, the aerospace world could change the way things are done, you know, structurally. Uh, lightweight, tons of strength, uh, and it's also in the ground. You know, we need to put it into the ground to refresh the ground to then allow soil and and the earth to be good. Right? It's when it gets into the air that it's a problem. When we're putting too much carbon into the the giant recipe mix, you know, that is the atmosphere, it's heating up unnecessarily. And we shouldn't be doing that if we can help it. So the whole idea is instead of focusing on, like I was saying, saying it's a bad thing, saying carbon is bad, don't look at it that way because now you're only looking to eliminate carbon. And from just the utter understanding that carbon is an essential element, you're missing the point. We use carbon. So let's focus on getting the carbon back or not putting it up there. But the article, I believe the article, but the idea is, you know, even if we just focus on uh, eliminating carbon, then we're essentially saying that what, what the committee said, that there's nothing we can do. This is what we have to live with. Basically, the earth is going to, we're going to have terrible weather and and everyone, all the children, all the human beings that come after us are basically fucked. So, but what we can do is make sure we don't put enough up there and minimize what we put already. Instead of saying, all right, so we have this problem. We know we should change our direction. We should stop putting so that 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 direction should not stop that directive of let's figure out a way to be less carbon uh dependent or be more carbon positive or negative i guess would be the right way right carbon negative in the atmosphere so and it, it dives into how the 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 term sorry the article dives more into the terminology of uh climate change and global warming uh that just at its core is not logical and it shows that it's an emotional thing. It's not about, it's about, Oh God, we need to save the planet. It's like, yeah, we know we got to save the planet, but the way you're looking at it isn't helping. And so it's about looking at technologies and buildings that filter that carbon out of the air and put it back to work for us doing that engineering jujitsu or, uh, more engineer engineering aikido where you know you're you're using the energy against itself or or you're you're changing the flow tai chi would be similar as well you know you're 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 there is a flow of carbon you know now it's the flow is going in a bad way for us where it's going from the ground and from the materials and then it's going into the air it's causing these detrimental effects and what we should be looking at is changing that flow to work to our advantage by, you know, if, if it is a reality that carbon is going to be released in the air, is there some way that we can take it before it gets there and put it back to work for us, whether it's in our plastics or, or, or diamonds or, or graphite or, you know, all the different things it's used. I mean, it's used in, in metallurgy. Um, can we take it out and put it to work for us? Because now we're winning. Now we're winning. Now we're going from a a bad situation to, oh, well, look at that. Now it's making us money. You know, <laughs> now it's doing good for us. Take you know the same thing with with the space with the space race where it originally started off as a terrible thing. It was oh my god, these people are going to try and kill us from the sky. Or one of the plans was, you know, they're going to go to the moon and, which is why I went to the moon in the first place, because the first people to get there are the first ones to drop the bomb from above there. Like, that's how crazy it was, okay? Pretty similar to how crazy it is now, right? Not as much, you know, it's not a war. But culturally, it's definitely having a similar effect. So, let's do what going to the moon, humans stepping on the surface of the moon. 
that's what it's about is 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 making it a good thing and and we have the ability to do this we do there's ideas out there there are people working on this if the focus if the like i like i said before i don't think the tax on carbon is a bad thing but we can't just demonize it and just tax carbon when it is the most available fuel source for everybody on the planet. Those privileged few who have the money to get it going, to get it started, to use solar and wind and hydro and nuclear and all these other energies, that is a privilege to use that stuff. You know, and that's my biggest argument with all this global warming stuff and climate change advocacy is nobody's telling the individual what they can do. The only thing they're telling you, you know, Bill and I recently put out a video that was saying you can go out and vote for it. Yeah, but again, we're waiting for someone else to do it for us. And I don't think it's a bad message. The timing was great, but I don't think it's the right message. I think the right message is let us work on making carbon our asset, as this article argues. Let's make it something that is a net positive for the human race. End the problem altogether and bring everybody to that ultimate goal, which is saving the planet, saving the human race. Because the planet's going to be fine without us. Mars is a giant rust heap. It's still there. It's the same thing's going to happen with the Earth. So we're not saving the planet. I know this is the emotional argument, but we're not saving the planet. We're talking about saving ourselves. That's who we're talking about. So let's focus on that. Let's make it a put our backs against the wall and figure this shit out thing. So let's make it, let's incentivize people. Let's make it no longer a privilege to get these things like solar and hydro and electric. Let's actually be able to put it in the hands of everybody easier, whether it's tax breaks, whether it's, you know, discounts, whether it's putting research into that technology and those developments. Right? And then you can do the other thing, you know, you can do the tax once you have given people a chance to get into it, you know, because otherwise, if you're just taxing the people that are using, you know, the carbon stuff now, all that's going to do is make it more expensive for everyday people who are the ones really, uh, at least I am asking, what can I do? But there's nothing out there. So now we just have to suffer because I can't get another technology cheaper. And now this other one that's supposed to be the cheap one is going to get more expensive. When there's a much better way. It just doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. But that's why I'm challenging it. That's why I'm putting it out there. You know, if, if you think I'm wrong, please, I'd love to, to, to hear your stance. Uh, and if not, if you want to continue the conversation, hit me up. I'd love to. If you've got any questions, I'd love to bring them up on the show. But that, that's, that's, that's my hope, is that we, we, we change the way that we're focusing on looking at things. Look at it from, let's solve the problem, instead of, why are people so stupid for not realizing it? We can't go down that road because it's not, it doesn't solve the problem. Now you're trying to solve human stupidity. Guess what? There's a reason it's called good old reliable human error. It's because it's part of who we are. You're not going to solve human stupidity with name calling. Addressing the fact that they're stupid is not going to make them not stupid. And they're not going to just come to the realization and say, oh my God, I'm so dumb, I should really read a book. No. <laughs> stupid people will not say that to themselves. The best you can do is make it cool to be fucking smart. You know how you do that? They do that with the iPhone. 
They did that with the internet. You know, like Bill on a science guy. He made it cool in his own in his own way. He made it cool. That's that's what we need to do. Focus on that shit. And we're all we'll all be fine if we focus on that stuff. There's no better time to focus on it. I mean, we have more tools at our disposal. And, and I mean, uh, the individual, me and you. Like, we have more access to more things that are tools that can help us do incredible things than ever before. So go out there and figure out what you got to do. Even if it's as simple as you're making somebody's day better. Guess what? That's momentum. That shit builds up. You know, that'll hopefully get that person to try something they didn't do before or uh, feel positive about themselves that day. And then that, that carries through. Maybe they'll pass it on. And then it spreads like a wildfire. That's my point, people. We got to spread love and science. We can't spread science calling people stupid. Because guess what? Those stupid people failed math tests. Those stupid people failed science tests. And you bringing it up and bringing up the past is not helping. Those are my thoughts for this week. So that'll do it for this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, a wonderful rant. Um, <laughs> you know, I do these and at half the time. I don't even know what I said. And, people, and some guys some people are like, oh, yeah, I remember when you said that. I have no idea. I don't remember saying that. But they're fun, man. And I, that's, I'm so glad that this is now my, part of my full-time job. This is fucking incredible. And I'm super excited for uh, next week, the, the, the future, people. The future is bright. The future is here. And all we got to do is go for it. So until next week, spread love and spread science. I love each and every one of you. Mwah. See you next week.